I'd imagine a great deal of concern that there's still cases of cannibalism. Um, and just the question should be how widespread are as widespread as it can be, I suppose. Well, you know, it's a, it's a very rare phenomenon. <clears throat> I think, you know, in my 14 and a half years of working on very, very strange cases in the SAPS, you know, we had almost uh, literally a handful of cases where cannibalism was involved. Um, usually it actually points more towards a mental health issue. Uh, someone might be experiencing a psychosis where they're having very bizarre thoughts and hearing things and seeing things that aren't really there. And there are a few other instances where it was actually part of a murder series. Uh, so we had a case many years ago in Port Elizabeth, Stuart Wilkin, and another guy in Tony Vessels, who both, there were allegations of cannibalism involved. So it's very weird for it to be part of a Mooty case. I know some, some of the media were reporting that this is Mooty-related. Um, I would definitely be very cautious at this point in time about classifying this as a Mooty case, because in all the Mooty cases I worked on in my, in my career, none of them involved cannibalism. Um, so we also have to accept that right now this is a very early phase, and often in the early phases, your information that comes out is not particularly accurate. I mean, I was called to many, many crime scenes in my career where there was we were called out because they said, well, there's a multi case, there's body parts missing, and we get there and it's clearly sort of predatory animal activity. So the initial information is always a bit sketchy, so we must be careful about making findings. And just from what's coming through, the cannibalism makes me first doubt this might not be multi and there were also allegations that the, that the victim might have been raped, which, again, would be contrary to what we typically see, say, for example, in, in a Muti case. Okay. So let's forget Muti cases. Let's talk about cannibalism um, itself. As, um, I don't know whether you'd call it a, a mental psychological disorder. What kind of person engages in it? Because um, uh, I remember reading, I think it's... Uh, I think her name is Karen Hyland, who said that it does have elements of being addictive. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure about the addictive side. I mean, that's, it's, it's a very weird and, and understudied concept in sort of modern society. So like I said, the, the, the times that I came across it, it was someone who was experiencing a psychotic episode. Um, so if they weren't psychotic, they wouldn't be doing this, but they are you know, experiencing these types of, of symptoms and they are engaging in cannibalism. So then it's just purely part of their mental illness, mental illness mm. that's, that's causing them to do that. Um, and I would go as far as to say that it's probably my first bet in this case that at least the guy who came into the police station, very, very good chance of mental mental illness issues. The other people, like I said, you know, we're not too sure what their role is. He might have pointed them out. The police obviously are there almost obliged to go and arrest those people. But as time goes by, we might see if case the charges could be withdrawn against the additional people. Mm. So what's the difference between somebody who's uh, psychotic and somebody who's psychopathic? And uh, mm. do are there people who actually get a high from this kind of thing? And does it begin with a, a fantasy in some cases? Yeah, yeah. So if we're talking about just serial murder types, um, <clears throat> there it was often just a curiosity. Uh, you can perhaps say a fantasy that would lead them to engage in and at least trying this out. So in the two series that I mentioned a moment ago, cannibalism only really appeared in one of each of those two cases. So it was more like they were just curious, they wanted to know what it tastes like, uh, and they engaged in it and they didn't do it again. Um, you ask the difference between someone who's psychotic and someone who's a psychopath. Now, there's a very big difference, although they kind of sound very similar. Mm. Psychotic person is someone who's having, you know, hallucinations. They're hearing voices, they're seeing things that aren't there. And coupled with that, they have delusions, which are very, very strange thoughts. Then you get a psychopath who's not experienced any of those. Psychopath is someone who has a personality issue. They usually have no empathy for other people. They'll con people. They'll lie to people. They'll steal. They'll cheat. It's sort of your, your stereotypical very, very bad person. 
but they're not experiencing these really weird, weird symptoms. So the difference would be from a criminal trial point of view is the psychotic person who commits a crime most likely would end up in a place like Starkfontein or Vescopies if they are found to have been psychotic when they committed the crime. The psychopath who's just a very bad person would go to a normal prison and probably this psychopathic um, uh, diagnosis would count against them when it comes to their sentencing. So, so also I want, the criminal justice system is a different part. So I want to understand, so somebody who's psychopathic, for instance, I mean, we've heard uh, of cases uh, as the one in Germany. So these are these people who actually seek out people uh, to eat, who love eating people, as in there's no emotion with it. They're actually enamored with the sort of eating a human being. They're, they're lonely kind of people. They're just trying to get, get a sense of the psyche of a psychopath psychopath who's a cannibal? Well, we first have to make sure we, we can't necessarily call all cannibals. Let's say, for example, they're not experiencing those really weird symptoms that makes them psychotic. Um, they're not necessarily, I mean, it's not a typical feature of a psychopath to go and do this type of thing. So even then, the cannibalism doesn't neatly fit into any sort of diagnostic criteria. So you might get some that are cannibalisms, cannibals, or, or, or engage cannibalisms who have the psychosis. You might get some cannibalisms who are psychopathic, and you might get some cannibals who don't fulfill any of those criteria, and just for their own bizarre curiosity and interests, would engage in these types of behaviors. But it's a very, it's not a very well understood concept. So that's why I'm, my mind sounds mm. like I'm kind of do- tap dancing around the issue. It's so rare that to actually study it with and, and to come up with any clear cut conclusions as to why people do it is very difficult. So there are no traits per se of somebody who is a cannibalist and who's done this repeatedly and th- there's no sort of uh, motive behind just resorting to eating human flesh. They don't feel anything particular, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think for those who are not psychopathic and not psychotic, it's just going to probably be fantasy-based. They just they want to experience what this is like. It's almost a case of making this person feel part of them. Like, so Jeffrey Dahmer was an American serial murderer who engaged in quite a bit of cannibalism and necrophilia. For him, it was almost about making his victims part of him by eating them. And he had these issues about dependency and rejection and not wanting people to leave him. And he would kill most of his victims that he picked up in a, in a, in a nightclub or a bar and brought back to his place for consensual sex, it was when they wanted to leave that he would engage in in killing them and then the cannibalism and and necrophilia. So for him, it was about, I don't want these people to leave me. One way of making them permanently part of me is to actually eat them. But that was in his particular scenario. And and, and is there a role or some sort of uh, dogma, some sort of belief behind a ritualistic motive? Well, there might be, but as I said, I haven't really seen that in, in South Africa. Uh, I haven't definitely seen it as part of a muti type of crimes. Mm. It's not a, a common, it's, it's, I've never really had it in relation to muti crimes. Um, so you might get people who are part of some bizarre, small religious cult system that, that have their own beliefs in, 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 in eating human flesh. Gerard, thank you very much for speaking to us. Gerard Labuskagni, Professor Gerard Labuskagni.